From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. And uh, I can finally have this podcast. We've had this slotted for about four months, it feels like. But Alyssa Rose, social media correspondent for the Mets, Sports Grid social media host, is with us to preview the Mets and usher in the return of baseball. Alyssa, welcome back to the show and welcome back to baseball. Thanks so much for having me. And I know baseball is back-ish. I'll say back for good on Thursday. The exhibition games have been one thing, but I got to see the real guys out there. I got to see Jacob DeGrom on the mound. And then I will say baseball is back. Yeah. Um, and, and the, uh, Mets open up against the Braves, um, at home at City Field at 410 um, on Friday. Obviously, the Yankees open things up against the World Series champion Nationals as they raise the banner on Thursday night on ESPN. All right, um, let's start here. Baseball has been in your blood for your whole life. It's definitely been in your dad's blood for a lot longer. And so much of your routine, and I would imagine your family's routine, has been based around the sports calendar and the baseball calendar. How weird has these last three months been for you guys? My family specifically, it's been super weird. And I would imagine as part of that, um, it's been kind of, I would think, odd because there were so many maybes and stops and starts and maybe July 4th, no, maybe July 1st, no, maybe... Never, maybe 60, maybe 50, maybe 114. It had to get, at some points, confusing for you guys trying to figure out what was real and and what actually was feasible. Well, I think that was, you know, kind of leading in with is that my parents live in Florida. And so they come home for the start of the baseball season and then they go back. So for us, it was when do they come home? If they come home, do they have to quarantine for a certain amount of time? What's the travel situation going to look like? Does my dad have to fly? Am I even allowed in the ballpark? There were a lot of components that went into it that had nothing to do with the actual games themselves. So that was kind of, I wouldn't say difficult or frustrating because, you know, everything that's been going on in the world right now between the virus and the social issues, that's difficult. That's frustrating. This is a minor inconvenience. Yeah. But, um, it, it, you know, it was certainly different. Uh, and interesting to kind of navigate around. Uh, And my parents ended up coming home uh, with enough time to two-week quarantine before uh, my dad had to go to City Field, and I am not allowed in the ballpark this year. So definitely it's going to be hard for me. It's going to be the first time in, you know, 31 years that I'm... Wow. That is... Yeah. uh, That is... Uh, going to definitely feel different. By the way, you're breaking up just slightly, Alyssa, at times. So I'm oh, not sure no. if it's a cell signal issue, but you can navigate around. We're talking to Alyssa Rose, social media correspondent uh, for the Mets and social media host for Sports Grid. Um, so here we go 60 games. It's a sprint, not a marathon like baseball usually is. Do you think that's an advantage or a disadvantage for the Mets and why? I don't know that the number of games is really about the advantage or the disadvantage. I think it's what we've got in terms of a team this year. That's the advantage. Um, a healthy suspect in a contract here, if he's going to want to perform his pants off 
Um, we've got Stephen Matz looking incredibly good. I think from just a personal record standpoint, I think Jeff McNeil can hit 400 this season. So I think a lot of individual success is going to be there as far as what the team puts together. I don't know necessarily that the number of games has much to do with it. And, you know, people could say they're a second-half team, and so it hurts. But, you know, it's a season-to-season thing. Last season's team was a second-half team. This season, I know there are a lot of guys on that team who are really hungry, who are looking to make a big impact, and I'm just really excited to see what they can do. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Jeff McNeil, and I know you said on Instagram you think he can win a batting title. He had two different seasons last year. The first half was contact. The second half was was more power. Which one do you think we'll see? And obviously, if you think he's going to hit 400, he would have to get off to a quick start, and it looks like you expect him to do so. I do, yeah. And I think the last year, who was the Mets' first-round pick in 2019, He said, I'm not a power hitter. I'm a hitter with power. And I kind of apply the same thing to Jeff McNeil. I don't look at him as a power hitter. I think he's a hit machine who happens to have a lot of power behind his swing. Um, So I would look for average rather than power with McNeil. You know, it's going to be weird. We have artificial noise being pumped in the city field we have cutouts behind the dugouts and all over city field but there's going to be no crowds what impact do you think that'll have on this team um as a whole it's going to be a way different atmosphere than usual it's funny i don't know if you heard this but brandon nimmo who's the nicest guy he's never wanted to say anything bad about anyone he said playing with no fans kind of just felt like playing in marlin park uh so i guess they're all used to it in some form um, but you know what I have to tell you as a fan when I was watching it, it didn't feel weird to me or wrong. It didn't feel like it felt totally normal. I didn't notice that the crowd noise wasn't real. I wasn't paying attention to the cutouts. I'm just watching what's going on on the field. And I think the Mets are just concerned with what's going on on the field. I know they were looking into having some fun with the cutouts, like possibly having all of the many stations of Katie Davis in the stands. Um, but I think they're just going to be focused on production and what's going on on the field. I think that a lot of them are very close to Luis Rojas. Um, they came up with him. You know, he was their quality control coach for a long time. So anyone who's homegrown has been working with Rojas for a long time. And I think they want to make him proud. And I think, you know, they want to help support him. So I'm just looking for that team to really produce. We're talking uh, uh, talking uh, to... The wonderful Alyssa Rose here on Teeing It Up, social media correspondent for the Mets. Um, to that end, you have two new members of the rotation, Rick Porcello and Michael Waka. And so often we talk about new guys coming to New York, getting acclimated, the tough atmosphere. You've got to perform from day one. Now there's going to be no booing. You're going to be in front of empty ballparks. Do you think that's an advantage for these two members of the rotation? No. I mean, look at where they came from. Rick Porcello came from Boston. I would say that the media is just as hard on the Red Sox as they are on New York teams. And Waka was a Cardinal, which is baseball town in St. Louis. So they're used to, you know, the media really coming down hard on them. Um, This is nothing new for them. I don't think that this is any more of a high-pressure situation. Maybe for Porcello, because it's a one-year deal and, you know, he's coming off not the greatest. Um, But he happens to perform really well in even years. And it's 2020, so it's even. So I will take that. I know that's like a saber metric, but that's okay with me. Hey, those things, you know, in this analytics era, you never know what'll matter and what won't matter. 
someone like um, uh, 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 Rosario, who had such a hot second half, and you hoped, in theory, off-season training, momentum into spring training, momentum into a season, then everybody had to stop. So do you think someone like Ahmed Rosario, who had a strong second half, can bounce back and start this season hot and continue that momentum? Or is this just going to be a brand new, fresh start? Who knows what's going to happen for um, everyone on this roster? Well, I think it's who knows what's going to happen for everyone on every team every season. But what I will say is that Ahmed Rosario looked really good uh, in summer camp and in the exhibition game. So if that's any indication, I'm not concerned about him one bit. You know, um, Jacob deGrom has just become... A, a, to win back-to-back Cy Young Awards is so tough to do, and he's become such a, a dominant force at the start of this rotation. And yet, I think some people, understandably, could look at and have sky-high expectations for him this year. Um, looking at recent history, what's your expectations for Jacob as he looks to be the anchor of this rotation with no Syndergaard and trying to lead this Mets team back to the playoffs? I will not consider it a failure if he doesn't, but I am expecting a three-peat. I just don't think that there's anyone who can touch him in terms of talent. I laugh when people call Garrett Cole the king of New York and he hasn't pitched a single regular season game in pinstripe. I literally laugh. (laughs) Jacob DeGrom is, I think, untouchable as far as pitching goes. Even as a Yankee fan, I will, I, I, I will laugh at that. Um, I, you have to do something to become the king in this city. Correct. <laughs> that is ridiculous. in New York before anyone's calling you the king of New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, that's hilariously ridiculous. But there's New York for you. You come in, you sign a big deal, and suddenly you're anointed without having to do anything. Uh, 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 Pete Alonzo. Um, just... And an and incredible rookie year broke all the rookie records. It seemed like you know every game towards the end he was setting a new record. Um, a, what are your expectations for him? And B, does this delayed start, no fans, have any impact on his performance this season? He is so head down, so focused. He said he's going for a gold glove this season. Um, I my expectation for him is you know the sky's the limit. A sophomore slump is a real thing. I'm not saying that he's going to have one. I have all of the faith in the world that he won't. But, you know, we have one year um, to measure against. So I want to cautiously say I think he will be a monster this year. Let's see what year two brings. But obviously I have nothing but just an incredible amount of excitement for him. He also seems like a really nice, down-to-earth guy who can... And not that anyone's trying to put this pressure on him now, but if he becomes the face of the franchise, he has a good head on his shoulders to become that if that's how things play out. Absolutely. We are talking uh, uh, to Alyssa Rose here on Teeing It Up, social media correspondent for the Mets, previewing the 2020 Mets as the season gets ready to start for them on Friday for the Yankees and uh, Nationals on Thursday. Um Universal DH in the National League. First of all, when you saw that and and heard that it was a one-year thing just for 2020, just to try to get us through and have more opportunities for players, as somebody who has grown up being a National League fan all your life, what was your initial thought just overall about Universal DH? 
Initial thought is that it's happening in a year when Yelena Cespedes is in a contract year. So I'm all about it. <laughs> that is how I feel. I'm very much, you know, a what's going to impact us right now kind of person. Not that I don't like to think long term, but right. stuff like that. But for right now, any at all to how noble that it is to be in the outfield. But we need his and we haven't seen you know? And what? Don't know what else to say there. It seems like. I, I don't know how to read Cespedes, but it seems like maybe DHing could just be the trigger, n- n- not only the contact, uh, uh, sorry, contract year, but just him being able to focus on one aspect for the most part all year could really be helpful to, 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 to produce the numbers that he did earlier in his career. Right. I agree. I think, you know, he's been injured for a long time. It can't be any less frustrating for him than it is for the fans that he's not able to be out there. Uh, let's, you know, put him in a position to really succeed. And, you know, what more could you ask for? You can love this rotation, but the, but the bottom line is the back end of this bullpen from Diaz and Lugo and Familia have to perform and have to step up and finish off some of these great performances from DeGrom, from Stroman, and so on and so forth. How do you feel about this bullpen as we enter Series 1 against the Braves? So, the three guys that you mentioned, I'm confident in. Diaz has been working out with Pedro Martinez. I don't think you can ask for someone better to help you get your game back. Pedro is, you know, probably undisputably on the Mount Rushmore pitchers. Yep. Um, Lugo, I have zero worries about. Emilio looks good. He cut, like... 30 pounds. He looked awesome. I think it was Sunday night. Saturday night or Sunday night. I can't remember. Uh, But he looks good and ready to go. If those three can get out there and perform, I'm really not scared about the pitching. Which which would be a huge boost for you guys because the amount of games that 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 Degrom and Syndergaard started and pitched well and then and then couldn't finish off because of the bullpen um, had to be frustrating for those members of the staff. So having a strong bullpen would obviously be a huge boost. You know, you mentioned the opposition um, a second ago when you talked about when uh, uh, where Porcello came from. Unique schedule this year, only facing the NL East and the AL East. A, who do you think is the biggest threat in the NL East as we sit here two days before opening day? The Phillies. I'm very, very, very scared of the Philadelphia Phillies. And, and you got to play them a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch. And, and forget about the fact that, you know, Harper looks back to MVP Harper from what I've seen in summer camp and exhibition games. Forget about the fact that they signed T.D. Gregorius, who is, you know, no one to kind of put your nose at that. Joe Girardi is their manager, and he is a winner and a proven winner, and he does not mess around, and he's going to want to make an impact in his first season with the team, whatever kind of season it may be, uh, and I am very scared of the Phillies. I, I will say this as a Yankee fan who had to uh, live through the, the, the uh, Joe Girardi era. He's a great manager, but there are times that he will look at that binder and it'll drive you nuts. And I think as a Met fan, all you can hope for is that those games where the binder wins out over the brain will happen versus the Mets. And you guys can take advantage of maybe some 
poor bullpen decisions or poor defensive replacement decisions or something like that. He is a really good manager and a really good person, but there are times that he will do things that will absolutely just, you know, mind boggle you. I'm hoping we see some starts uh, against Wheeler because obviously, you know, he's been in the organization for so long that our guys kind of know what to expect from him. So that could be one little advantage that we have there, but they're, they're, they're a frightening one. Yeah, and, and that is a really good point about Zach Wheeler and, and having seen him and faced him in spring training and all that stuff, you could have some some knowledge there. And then when you look at the AL East, how do you feel about this only East schedule? Obviously, it's for travel reasons, and, and that's positive if it helps us have baseball. But from a fan perspective, from somebody who wants to see the Mets thrive, do you think this schedule is advantageous? I tell you what, I would not like to play the Yankees six times. I would like to cut that in half if we could. They they look really, really, really good. They are out for blood. I think that they still have a lot of anger in them after uh, finding out that they were kind of cheated out of the CS in 17. Um, I am really scared of the Yankees. I do not want to play them six times. That being said, I am not scared of the Red Sox. I'm not scared of the Orioles. The Blue Jays are going to be totally discombobulated. We're three days away from the season. I don't think they know where their home games are yet. Nope. Unless they made an announcement in the last few minutes. Nope. Uh, and the Rays, I could go either way with. Uh, they could they could be a little bit of a threat, but when I look at the strength of the NL East versus the AL East, I think the NL East is much more competitive in terms of the teams that you need to go through. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, someone can all take this, expose this in September. But um, I, I'm much more fearful of the impact that teams in the NL East can have over teams in the AL East other than the Yankees. As we sit here at 12.49 p.m. Eastern Time on July 21st, there has not been any announcement as to where the Blue Jays will play their games which is problematic, as you said. I mean, they start on the road, but still, you got to make this decision fast. And if you're going to a minor league ballpark, you need to start moving some stuff in there. So uh, they do need to make that um, announcement fast. Let's go in a different direction for a second, talking to Alyssa Rose here on Teeing It Up. You are the new social media host for SportsGrid. First of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. Second of all, tell everyone about your gig and where they can find your content. Sure. SportsGrid is partnered with FanDuel. Uh, so it's kind of like the SportsGrid FanDuel family, which is interesting because I've always been really careful about handicapping or kind of steering anyone in any direction when it comes to betting. But since it's really becoming legal uh, in a lot of places now, it's not as um, you know nerve-wracking to talk about it. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a lot of handicapping, which is fun. On my weekly show, The Rose Report, uh, it may be once a week, it may be twice a week. We're going to kind of see how the season rolls out and how much there is to talk about. It's going to cover all four major sports. Um, it is going to be a two-version show. So there's going to be one version of the show that is probably about 30 minutes, and that'll get posted to YouTube. And then there's going to be a six-minute version that will go out on Instagram. Uh, it's, it's me, so it's not going to be super serious. It's not going to be like formal reporting. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And then uh, I do a bunch of social media like quick video reactions. So anytime there's any sort of breaking news, I'm out there with a the video right away. 
uh, like yesterday, the second Antonio Brown retired. I threw a video up about that. Uh, so really just, you know, shooting from the hip reactions on things going on in the sports world uh, and then some more formal gambling stuff on the show. Your Antonio Brown thing was hilarious. I, oh, thank you. I won't spoil it for those, but, but go to Sports Grid TV, I think is the Instagram handle, right? Sports Grid TV on Instagram, uh, and it's on my personal Twitter. I tweeted it out for them. Yes, it is hilarious, and uh, I would like to retire from um, uh, scorekeeping because I was a basketball scorekeeper once, so I would like to retire from that. Um, That's it. In That's, that, if there's any job that you can't get, just announce right now that you're retiring. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, that was just hilarious. Um, what's interesting about those types of websites, and I'm sure you're going to dive into this at some point on your show is that there's so many different angles to look at for a game. And I think when you have fun with it and you look at something, like you can look at Antonio Brown retiring as, okay, he retired. Or you can look at it like you did, which is to turn it into a hilarious rant, not personalizing for you per se, but just, you know, bringing it home in a different way versus training camp is about to begin and you can't find a job. My uh, my guess, if I'm interpreting what you're saying, Alyssa, is that we're going to see more of that from you, more of that kind of angle and that type of content going forward with the Rose 100%. Report. If, if you want straight reporting on what's going on with Antonio Brown's career, and you want to sit there and break down the implications for teams that possibly couldn't use him, go to ESPN, go to, you know, Sports Grid actually has, you know, more formal shows but we are socially based. So what I think, it doesn't necessarily make me unique, but where I come into play is that I'm a very strong believer in new media and in the impact that it's going to have on the way that, you know, millennials and young viewers are getting their news. I don't think we're necessarily tuning into the nightly news every night. We're scrolling through Twitter. And when that happens, and when that's the way that you're kind of digesting your content, you don't want it to be so formal or something that you can just gloss over. It needs to be fresh, especially when the news cycle isn't 24 hours anymore. It's 24 seconds. It needs to catch your eye. And not saying that everything I do necessarily is like the most thought-provoking or the most eye-catching, but there's a way to kind of deliver information now that people can have fun with instead of just kind of you know, being inundated with, I think, are kind of the two ways of looking at it. And, you know, with how serious the world is right now, there's just no reason to do anything that's not going to give you some sort of enjoyment. Yeah, I am uh, with you 100% on that. It is Instagram.com slash SportsGridTV um, if you're looking for the Instagram stuff, uh, which is, uh, as I said yesterday's Antonio Brown thing is hilarious. And uh, and it'll be on YouTube as well. Alyssa Rose, social media host for them. Also social media correspondent for the Mets. Let's put your Mets hat back on for you. Is there anything we left out about this Mets team that you want to point out here? No, I'm just really excited to see what they do outside of the exhibition game when it really counts. Yeah. Uh, and, see and, what the production looks like. See, you know, what Jacob DeGrom looks like. I'm just really excited to get to watch baseball. 
I'm heartbroken that I can't do it from City Field. Um, but I am really excited to just get baseball in any form. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun sixty games. I am with you 100. Be more with the playoffs. Yeah. Um, before we get to a kind of formal informal prediction, um, we have to get to this. A- anybody who follows you on Twitter knows that you want a puppy. Um, that's not what we're going to ask about here. What I want to know is: is there a name picked out for this puppy if it comes to fruition? Yes, there is a name. First of all, for anyone who wants to buy me a dog, because. They're a billion dollars, the ones that I want. I can't afford them. Um, I want a female F1B Cavapoo, um, and her name would be Cobain Shay, um, but I would call her Kobe, so Kobe Shay. Aww. Yeah, I'm a little obsessed with her, I would say, like, as far as my obsessions go, the Mets are one, but Kurt Cobain is 1A. Interesting. So that combines the, the uh, two loves and passions and, and puts them together in a name. So let's get Alyssa a dog and uh, so that she can officially bring um, this wonderful puppy into the world. And honor I would her. literally break Instagram with a dog. <laughs> like every single second, I would just be posting videos of her on my story. Your content would be hilarious. Um, but it, it would also be cool because it would just be your dog watching baseball alongside you, which would be a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, there there would be Instagram stories all day of your dog, I am sure of that. All right, final thing she's for well Alyssa. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, Alyssa. No, I just said she'd be so well-dressed. Like, yes. that girl would be wearing Mets and Nirvana clothes every second of her life. Um, we are talking to Alyssa Rose, social media correspondent for the Mets, social media host for Sports Grid. TV. All right, Alyssa. Uh, as far as you want to go, because 60 games, anything can happen. What's your expectations for this team? The line is 32 and a half. Hammer the over. There you go. Wow, I did not expect the gambling uh, uh, prediction. but, but I work you. in gambling now, baby. This is how I speak now. There you go. Um, and then in terms of on-field stuff, is this a team that, that goes – is this a team as currently constituted slash let, let's see if they make the trades in the right places, so on and so forth, um, that can go deep in the playoffs in your mind? Anything possible with these guys. And that's not me as a Mets fan saying it. It's me as the, you know, what's going on in that clubhouse, the, the, the pieces that have been put in place. I mean, when you really look at the lineup – I can't tell you one guy that when they're up there and like that's probably an automatic out. I can't tell you one, and that has not been the case for Mets teams in the past. This team on paper looks deep. I mean, that infield looks looks good, and and I just have a good feeling about you guys overall. If you can stay healthy, and if the bullpen can step up and finish off these games, I think you right. guys. That's can. going to be the one. That's going to be the one spot where you know we have to pay attention and see what they can do. But as far as the bats go, I'm really just not concerned. Yeah, it's going to be um, it, th- that I, I am with you. That is the one thing that uh, that y- you have to make sure go- early on you save these starts, you have a strong bullpen, and then I think it'll just give a nice confidence bolt to the whole roster up and down the lineup. Alyssa Rose, thank you, as always, for coming on Teeing It Up. My pleasure. I'll be back on during the season, I'm sure. I would love that. That would be awesome. Thank you all for listening to Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Subscribe, rate, review. And as always, enjoy... 
the return of baseball.